Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. You may notice that the setup's a little bit leaner today if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Also, if you hear things in the background, Binks is jumping up on the AC because there are birds sitting on it. Totally cool. It's been a little bit chaotic. Um, Just a couple updates. One, I felt like garbage the past week. Um, not not complete garbage, just like kind of sleepy, um, tired. Like I was almost on the verge of getting sick and I realized it was the change of season slash allergies hitting me. So I've been taking Flonase. Um, you know, if you're feeling the same way, maybe Claritin, Zyrtec, Flonase, it'll help you a little bit. It's just one of those things. It's like no matter how much I rested, I just felt like crap. And I tried to record um, different episodes probably like three times and my brain was mush and I didn't want to messily show up for those because the quality just wasn't great so we're here now we're feeling better it's Friday at the time of me recording I'm pretty happy about it I have about an hour yeah about an hour to record some podcasts so I'm hoping this will be good we're batch recording um also for like I said the new setup with the mic I have noticed that since I record in a kitchen because I am recording you know video I have this pretty plant background we have this cool neon skull and some mushies over there and I enjoy the video aspect of it um but I was realizing that it was a little echoey um just because of the setup, you know, I would love to record under a blanket, but I get too claustrophobic, too hot for that. And I I don't have a closet that I can sit in to record at least comfortably. Um, So I tried switching to my microphone that I use for group classes, um, online classes, and I hope that'll work better. And with the little like fluff ball, it'll minimize sound. I love that podcast mic, but it just wasn't like, I need an office setup for that. You know, we need the Joe Rogan setup for that deal. So we're going to be trying this out. And listen, guys, I had like a crazy setup <laughs> for my podcast. Actually, what you don't see is I have a ring light back here. Um, oh, yep, there it is. Yeah, I have a ring light. Oh, no. How do I get it out of frame? Okay. A ring light. Um, my phone I'm actually using to record because it's a newer iPhone. So the quality is really, really good and it's easy to edit. Um, I have my laptop here, but I would actually record because I'm Tina and I would make things 10 times harder than what they need to be. And I am not super tech savvy. I'm very self-taught. I would use the voice memo feature to record the audio. So I'd hook up my podcast mic to that. And then I would record with video. Um, And then I would like merge it together and try to match up the audio and, and edit things out. Well, that was really complicated. So with this, I have the video and the audio connected to one thing. I'm using my laptop for my notes and I should be able to split the audio and the video for when I like upload the podcast to regular stuff. So yay, I simplified things. It took a little bit of fidgeting um, and, and shoving you know, USB ports and aux cords into things, but I think I got it figured out. So I'm happy because this is streamlining my process a little bit, <laughs> okay? Um, so just an update on that. but. Now I'm going to dive into a really juicy topic. We're going to give you the tea on the tea with Tina about meal plans. Okay. Um, I've had a couple clients and I've seen people, some, some posts floating around about meal plans, um, on both ends of the spectrum. And I kind of wanted to address it, at least my thoughts on meal plans and why I don't really give them. Now, remember, nothing is rarely black and white. So I will kind of explain a little bit more at the end why 
or when meal plans can serve a place and why I think you probably need you know, the help of a professional to guide you through with that meal plan. Um, and then, you know, how you could use that as well as just like trying to eat a normal diet, right? So we'll talk a little bit about that. But let me tell you what happens with meal plans, okay? This this is the deal of what happens in meal plans. I actually wrote a Facebook post about this. It was kind of lengthy. So I'm going to be taking some excerpts from that because I thought it was a really good topic to kind of expand upon, okay? So here's what happens when you follow a meal plan. Okay, let me know if this sounds familiar. You follow it for a few weeks, maybe even longer, but then this is what happens. You want foods outside of your meal plan, um, that extremely small list that you're allowed to eat, right? You start to crave it because it's like you want what you can't have. Then you have no clue how to fit those other foods outside of your extremely small list of what you're allowed to eat, right? So, you know, you typically eat chicken, broccoli, rice, and egg whites, and half a cup of oatmeal with berries, and you're allowed, you know, 12 almonds, and you can have berry, uh, yeah, berries, I said berries, but you can have more berries, because <laughs> that's usually how meal plans are. But then it's like, okay, I got invited out to dinner, what do I do? Um, they have some healthier dishes, but they don't fit into my meal plan. How the heck am I supposed to deal with this, right? So now we, we're having a panic attack because it feels like you have to eat the meal plan foods forever and you can never go off that plan because it's like, hey, if you eat X, Y, Z every day for the rest of your life, that's when you're going to progress. And then you end up binge eating all the foods that are off limits uh, because you have no clue when you can eat them again. Um, and, and not everybody may binge eat, but I think we kind of just will end up going off the plan and it's like, oh my God, I can finally eat some Oreos. Oh my God, I can finally have ice cream. I can have this bag of chips. And you kind of just don't know when to stop because you restricted yourself for so long, right? So it works really well up until a point. We feel really good to check the boxes. It feels good to be like, here is what you need to eat to lose weight and look awesome. And, and you follow it and you're like, yeah, it's working. And it's so great to eat this. But the reality is that that's unrealistic for life, right? To be able to follow that strict meal plan, I'm gonna get a little bit more into that, but you know, asking yourself that question is like, am I gonna be able to follow this in you know, all situations of my life? No. And, and here's another thing with meal plans that I talk about a lot on this podcast and in my coaching philosophy in general is that a lot of these methods that you see like meal plans are meant for sports and people doing like bodybuilding and competing and you know that's considered a sport and it's meant to be followed for a period of time so people who are competing or wrestling's another big one um you know different types of sports they're in it for a season right so okay you're going to be training your body for 16 weeks leading up to this show so for those 16 weeks you're going to be following this strict meal plan because we have to cut down what you're eating to be able to shred yourself down for this show shred the fat so we can have the physique that you want okay so you're going to be eating that Okay, I had to take a brief pause because Binks, every time I record for some reason, I don't know if he gets nervous that I talk excessively and he doesn't realize that I'm like recording, I'm just talking out into the blue. He gets so antsy. <laughs> so he was meowing nonstop and it was very distracting. 
But now I'm back. So just picking up where I left off about um, the bodybuilders, you know, they're following this plan for a specific time. And what you don't realize and what most, most people don't think about is that they say no to a ton of social events for this because they're dedicated to their craft. They are working, training at the gym for one to two plus hours a day, drinking their water, taking their supplements, eating their chicken and broccoli and rice, and they're doing that 95 plus percent of the time they're being perfect yeah they might have cheat days incorporated in there um, but it's very rigid because it's for sport that kind of stuff is cool and it's flashy and it's it's exciting to see the human body be taken to those extremes but it's not realistic for an everyday person like yeah it's gonna get you shredded but those people are on stage for one day they don't look like that the rest of the year they do work really hard throughout the rest of the year and their bodies obviously still do look good but it's just unrealistic to expect to be able to follow that year round through holidays vacations all that stuff okay so just keep that in mind as well when we're talking about meal plans because that's really where you're going to see meal plans used okay and and here's another point too i understand that people want structure um, and they want to be told what to eat that's that's the reasoning that I get a lot of the time. They're just like, I just need you to tell me what to eat. And it, it's true because nutrition is so overwhelming because there's just, there's literally hundreds of meal combos that you can do, thousands of meal combos you can do, right? Um, so it's overwhelming because you're like, well, where do I start? What do I eat? What do I eat for breakfast? What do I eat for lunch? And... <laughs> unfortunately the real answer is is it depends like everything in fitness but this is why I educate people on the foundations of nutrition um, I educate them on the basics of like hey these are really good protein sources these are really good carb sources these are really good fat sources this is how you build a complete meal and the end goal is is that we create meals to fit you and your goals because everybody's so different. Somebody who is a shift nurse that's gonna be working 12 hour shifts but still needs to get her nutrition in is gonna look totally different from you know, somebody who's working a regular nine to five. Um, we have vegetarians, we have people with dietary restrictions. What if you're lactose intolerant? Um, what if it's a cultural thing? Like maybe um, you come from an Indian background and you know, you cook Indian foods, even Mexican foods. Um, there's just different styles of eating and some people might wanna cook their meals and meal prep them. Some people might go for the more processed on the go, but they still need to kind of make healthier choices. So there's a lot of different routes and that's why it the best way is honestly to make it individualized to you. And the reason I feel so strongly about this is because me personally, <laughs> I'm kind of like this in my life. I'm very, particular with things to for most things i would say like if i want something i want something i'm not going to settle on like the half-assed version of it even like something as stupid as my water bottles i'm looking at my display behind the camera um i love hydro jug and i love stanley because i've gotten like the cheaper alternatives and the crappier alternatives um because they're almost the same but there's always one feature i don't like and if there's that one thing that i don't like I say screw it and i've kind of been that way with diets too you know i've been there i've followed the meal plans um i've had meal plans written for me but then i'm like well okay what happens when i go out to eat or i follow like you know keto or low carb or the mediterranean diet or the whole 30 and it, there was just always something about it that 
I didn't like because it didn't work for me because I was like, well, I mean, I could still eat healthy. I started to put the the puzzle pieces together because I was like, well, I can still eat healthy. Like, I love sweet things, you know? I eat my Yasso bar or chocolate squares every night and I'm still reaching my goals and I'm still maintaining my weight while eating that chocolate. What pre-made diet are you getting? Excuse me, I'm getting a little too excited. What pre-made diet are you gonna see where it's like, oh, you can eat a Yasso bar every night, right? It's written in your meal plan. Um, you know, different styles of eating. Like I said, it's just what I eat does not fit traditional meal plan guidelines, right? And I, I, I would argue that the average lifestyle person, that's true, okay? And it's on a spectrum. So that's one of the big reasons um, that I tell people like, I'm sorry, I know you want to be told what to eat, but it's better if we customize it to you because I'm not going to, and it honestly works that way with working out. At least I take that approach. I'm not going to shove my way of working out on you. You know, if I specialize in kettlebells, but you know, I know how to do other things and you hate kettlebells, I'm not going to force you to do kettlebells, right? We're going to do more of what you like. Okay. So now I was chatting about how there is a way to incorporate meal plans into your everyday routine, you know, because people do ask for them. But I think we need the input of a professional and the guidance of a professional. A perfect example of this is I'm a part of a lot of women's Facebook groups, like fitness Facebook groups. And one lady posted um, a picture of a meal plan and it was a 1200 calorie meal plan. Okay. Big red flag here, 1200 calorie meal plan. And it was high protein. And if you looked at the totals, it gave you all of the meals and the totals didn't even add up to 1200. It was like, you know, 1150 or whatever. And you, they were getting like 145, 150 grams of protein out of 1200 calories. That's very high protein, which means there was very little room for carbs and fat. They were eating 28 grams of fat, maybe 60 to 80 grams of carbs. That was extremely low. Okay. Um, so these calories and these macros were extremely low. We had, like I said, under 1200 calories. Fat should really not dip below 45, 50 grams simply for hormonal health, especially for females. Fat supports healthy hormone balance. Once we drop and get really low fat, that starts to mess with our hormones. That's when we start to lose our periods and things just get out of whack. Um, same thing with carbs. I know some people prefer lower carbs and it depends on if you have any medical issues, but the average person, it's more so that they're eating processed crappy carbs with sugar and they're, they're quick digesting carbs and they're not the you know high fiber, um, starchy, healthy dense carbs that we should be eating. So, you know, just kind of making better choices, I think can take care of that. But it was just, it was bad. And she shared it and she's like, well, you know, let's ignore the, the 1200 calorie part. I just thought it was really great for some high protein ideas. And I said, well, this is problematic because even if you took that meal out of the whole meal plan, um, it's still gonna be an issue because you're eating that extremely low carb, extremely low fat, extremely high protein. And even though protein does keep us fuller longer, if you're not eating a balanced meal, it's gonna leave you hungry. Um, and it's just gonna lead to that disordered eating, okay? I did make a podcast episode about Ozempic and the weight loss drug, and I talked a little bit about um, medical 
um, supervision with things like that. And I actually have a client that she struggled to lose weight. And obviously this is kind of out of my scope of practice, but I did suggest that she get some blood work done just to see if there was anything going on with her hormones, if she um, was lacking anything, maybe her thyroid. So we looked into that and everything appeared normal. So she actually did um, get some metabolic testing done at her doctors and her metabolic rate was low. So what we found out was that she did go to a weight loss specialist and they did supervise her diet and she, um, you know, ate healthy meals, but it was pretty low calorie, right? But it was medically supervised. She wasn't allowed to work out, you know, super intense so she wouldn't pass out or anything. It was meant to diet her down because her, you know, resting metabolic rate was so low. Um, once she started to lose, then her doctor actually did add in calories gradually and bring her back up so she was able to eat healthy calories again while maintaining the weight that she lost. So that is a situation and some coaches try to recreate this and I've done this in certain circumstances for people but her case was a little bit more extreme where it was pretty low calorie like i said i feel like she needed that medical attention um but then we were able to add in workouts and she still follows kind of like nutrition guidelines from me but now she's eating more she's feeling better she's losing weight now because she was at the point where no matter how much she ate no matter how much she trained she would not lose so that was kind of an extreme um point where she needed that medical in intervention now with that being said like i said she was supervised kind of by me and the doctors i think again this is where meal plans come in um yes you can follow a meal plan i would think if you need something to get started or something to jump start so you know somebody comes to me and they're just totally lost like yeah i'll give you a meal plan some structure for you to follow so you can say hey this is kind of what you can eat for lunches this is what you can eat for snacks breakfast dinner whatever but we're gonna kind of branch off from that as well so you'll have the structure but you're also gonna learn like hey this is how you can fit in things when you're going out to texas roadhouse or if you want a margarita or you want dessert you know we're gonna do these things so we'll, we'll kind of get you to move away from the meal plan the meal plan is kind of there simply to give you ideas of how you should eat what it would look like to eat healthy that's how i personally like to view meal plans like this is what it would look like if you ate the right way you know it kind of gives you a nice visual representation but don't take it for black and white right and again going back to workouts this is a very similar thing that happens when training when i first train somebody i tell them please do not you know take this as set in stone like especially your first workout because you don't really know somebody i don't know what injuries they have even if they do have an injury um one workout move that tends to work good for people will not work good for them you don't know what their stamina is their preferences so you know i tend to purposely make things a little bit easier um you know so somebody who is a little more advanced might be like oh this is too easy of a workout and i'm like please give me some time we can bump up the intensity now because i know know what you're capable of i'm not going to give you like 100 burpees i'm not going to give everybody like 100 burpees and kill you um and end up injuring you or having you pass out or have a panic attack or you know whatever it is i'm not going to have you do that so that's why i'd rather start out easier start um, on a basis and then build up from there and it's kind of the same way with diets and meal plans right so and rant on that but Honestly, meal plans are really just another diet in disguise. They don't work for a majority of people. 
because they don't teach you anything, right? You're just blindly kind of following stuff. What do you do when that meal plan's not there anymore? No. And that's what I stress to people with like things like Weight Watchers. Um, what do you do? What would you do if Weight Watchers like closed down today? Or like you can't afford to pay for Weight Watchers anymore? I would rather give you the tools to be able to go off and do this on your own and you know training's always there if you want to come back and you need more motivation and you you um, just need that boost or maybe you have a particular life event or goal that you want to work towards that you need the support of a coach but you're still going to learn foundations that you're going to learn and use for the rest of your life and that's so invaluable right um but yeah, meal plans pretty much give you temporary results for as long as you could follow it, but a meal plan never teaches you how to sustain those results or what to do when you simply can't follow the plan, right? And that's kind of what we were talking about with the meal plans of how you can um, do a meal plan with medical or a professional supervision from a trainer um, who's qualified. I am nutrition certified, by the way. I do have a cer certificate um, through Precision Nutrition. Um, an amazing nutrition certification. I, I love it and um, it's taught me a lot. It's really shaped the whole way that I view nutrition and teach it. Um, so I love it. But um, when you're desperate for a meal plan or for somebody to just tell you what to eat, ask yourself, do I want long-term results? If so, which I'm hoping is most of you, consider the following. Will I enjoy eating this way? Can I sustain eating this way? Am I able to balance other areas of my life while eating this way? Will this teach me how to go off, maintain, and live life at some point? The truth is, if you answered no to those, then what's the point, right? It, it's, uh, it's not a meal plan you need, it's a life plan. Because people, us as humans, we don't really react long term. I think it's just kind of in our nature, but I challenge you to think more long term. Like That's cool that if you can lose the 20 to 30 pounds, right now and look fantastic for the wedding or whatever it is but i encourage you to look beyond that and think of the what ifs long term like are you what are you doing to your body long term are you going to mess up your hormones are you going to gain a ton of weight back and maybe be worse off than when you started what's your relationship with food going to look like are you going to dig yourself deeper like to lose those 20 30 pounds faster you might end up pushing yourself back and messing yourself up. That is the big thing that I'm concerned about. I don't want you to be pushed back. I'd rather you slow and steady chip away at your nutrition goals and lose a little bit slower, but that progress that you make is permanent versus you losing it really fast and then bouncing back and being set back farther than you were before, right? So, so that's important too. So I want you to think manageable, teachable, sustainable habits, not meal plans. I know that you think uh, you need someone to tell you what to eat, when and how much, but you're doing yourself a huge disservice here. You don't need someone charging you money and leaving you stranded until you slip right back into your old habits. You need someone to educate and help you change your habits and behavior permanently. Yes, this can be hard. We are constantly bombarded with processed foods and brands that are trying to make money and literally hire scientists to make their food addicting so we eat more and buy more. But is staying the same probably feeling worse, letting your habits get worse, and being stuck in an endless diet binge cycle any better, right? As a nutrition coach, it's not just about how fast I can get you results, but more about how I'm going to educate you and empower you with the tools you need 
to eat more nutritious no matter what situation you find yourself in. Yes, even if you are stuck in a gas station for a quick bite to eat, it can be done, right? We can still make better choices. Behavior change and habits are what I teach. It's what gets you long-term success and it's what gets you results, okay? I just read the last little bit of my Facebook post, um, but I think I'll kind of wrap it up there. I, I, I covered everything I wanted to cover. so. I hope you kind of got a better understanding for meal plans. And yes, it sucks. I wish I could deliver the answers to you on a silver platter. But the reality is, is with the way brands are today and how we're advertised to, it's not like we can just, you know, eat what's available to us back in the 1600s and before where it's like, you know, you had a farm, you were scavenging for food, you were lucky if you had enough to eat, you know, it was a different time. We didn't necessarily worry about overeating. Now we have so many options and convenience available to us, which I'm super grateful for and thankful for, but it's almost like we have too much to decide upon, right? And now since we have too much, that's when we have to make focused decisions on what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat and just educate ourselves okay um so if you like this episode i'd really appreciate it if you gave it a thumbs up on youtube you can give me a follow wherever you're listening so you never miss a tea with tino podcast episode ever again um, i'd also love to chat with you if you want to chat about meal plans or you have a nutrition question feel free to reach out to me um, i'm mainly hanging out on facebook or instagram i have a free facebook community over on facebook Sorry, that sounded repetitive, but I do have a free community. It's called Busy Women, Fitness Driven. If you search that up, you can request to join. So I'd love to have you in there. There's tons of great women in there like you who are looking for a healthy um, fitness routine and journey that they love. And um, I'm over on Instagram at Tina Wyland Fit. You can search me up there and you can send me a DM and we could chat. Okay, but I think I'm going to head out now. So hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll chat soon. Bye. <laughs>